Hey folks, welcome back to the Mental Health uh, Podcast. Uh, I'm excited to have Eli here. He's a startup founder and I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Hey Eli, uh, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi. Yeah. Happy to be here. Doing super well. Thank you. Uh, so the, the first thing that uh, I like to ask people is uh, to give themselves an elevator pitch to showcase themselves on what they're doing and let the people know uh, on uh, how they can uh, uh, get involved with you as well. So take it away. Yeah, sure thing. So I'm the CEO, founder and lead software engineer of Aroma. Mm-hmm. Aroma is a new social media, with the sole purpose of caring for the user and getting people outside. And we do that in a fun way with geo-specific posts using augmented reality features like we saw in Pokemon Go. All right. So there it is. Great. Uh, sounds like a cool idea. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would be curious on uh, how to sort of get onto your uh, uh, platform. Uh, so, you know, um, one thing that uh, kind of... Um, bugs me i don't know bugs me is the right word but uh, uh today i feel like a lot of people are addicted to their phones uh, and mm-hmm. uh, you know can you can you talk a little bit about uh, your own mission in terms of getting people outdoors and you know what made you sort of uh, decide to do that absolutely man so i'm in the generation of generation z and let me tell you it's it's crazy with how everywhere and everyone is constantly on their phone it's without a doubt it, it's a fact mm-hmm. um and i'm in college right now and so many people are so addicted to instagram tiktok just being on our phones mm-hmm. that don't forget to go to class like it's mm-hmm. that serious and mm-hmm. i've started to notice this like very early on like in middle school I'm like wow we are really putting way too much time in our social media mm-hmm. um especially in our young developmental phases mm-hmm. where our emotions are just starting to grow and we're just starting to understand mm-hmm. what we're really doing in the society that we're living in. Mm-hmm. So back in middle school, I was like, okay, <laughs> people are spending way too much time about this, mm-hmm. spending too much caring about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I got the idea of like, why don't we create a social media that is good? One that mm-hmm. isn't about like counts, one that isn't about a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the summer of Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. summer twenty, summer of twenty sixteen, like man, this is a fun little game that got me outside exploring town. Mm-hmm. It's still fun. It used some cool new technology. Mm-hmm. Why don't I take those features and apply it to a social media? Mm-hmm. That way, it gets us outside, gets us connected, while mm-hmm. still being social. You know, people still want to be connected to someone see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let's do it in a very natural and fun way instead. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, you know, uh, one thing that I like to bring all the folks in on is talking about mental health, right? So yes. um, can you, you know, sort of correlate that with, you know, being outdoors and like how 
you foresee you know being outdoors and having its impact on mental health absolutely outdoors just it opens up just a door of benefits um so i mean there's scientific studies that have shown that spending 20 minutes outside can lower your your high blood pressure and lower your stress levels by so much percent um but really like it's just the benefit is within the person doing it like going outside taking a deep breath of fresh air taking in your surroundings it's something it's a fact that you can't get anywhere else you can't imitate it you have to actually just be outside um and the first thing therapists and mental health specialists will tell you is go outside right go outside it's that simple just go on a walk it it erases your thoughts just mm-hmm. find the beauty of just walking around nature and taking mm-hmm. in stuff around you um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. personally i know whenever i'm stressed i just need to go on a run need to mm-hmm. go on a bike ride mm-hmm. it's just that escaping nature of just like i need to go back out <laughs> be outside get something fresh and mm-hmm. it always alleviates what's on my mind definitely um you know one thing that i like to ask people is like um can you give a little bit insight into your own personal mental health journey where you are at right now and you know uh what made you sort of start uh, getting focused into your own personal mental health journey absolutely yeah so i mean really if we, to start like the journey um like prior to middle school like i think that's kind of when i realized mental health was a thing i'm like whoa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know i have emotions mm-hmm. these emotions kind of mean something and they're they're derived from you know good experiences or bad experiences or stuff that i've been kept, like holding in and stuff mm-hmm. like that um mm-hmm. and during that phase in my life it wasn't good you know like lots of built up emotions lots of anger mm-hmm. due to just like family related stuff and having to move across country so many times not being able to fit in mm-hmm. just wasn't the time I'm like wow mm-hmm. so that's when I like I first got the idea of like okay mm-hmm. something like this stuff is causing me to feel this way mm-hmm. so that's when I'm like I'm like okay so maybe I should understand that more mm-hmm. um and that's when I first started to like first think about therapy and really mm-hmm. start to think about like the events and really mm-hmm. start to just kind of start to think um so that was like around like fifth grade mm-hmm. um throughout middle school i got even emotions and everything just started to feel more and more and more mm-hmm. um just as you know we're trying to make more and more friends we're trying to fit in it's mm-hmm. the status quo um mm-hmm. it just got worse so throughout middle school like more angry more sad more depressed more anxious mm-hmm. and that's when i went to seek out the you know um professional help mm-hmm. so therapy um mm-hmm. so i told my parents I'm like hey like i'm feeling all the things and i want to not feel these all the things i feel like mm-hmm. i should get professional help um mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. absolutely we will help you get it um right. so i believe seventh or eighth grade i did therapy for about a year and a half um mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. that really helped a lot it opened up you know really even though i was already thinking of like why am i feeling like this it, therapy told me how and the real answer is in how to cope with that, how to deal with that, how mm-hmm. to change your emotions, how to journal your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, I was like, okay, that helped all tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout high school, 
Mm-hmm. I kind of took those skills and mm-hmm. was able to do it on my own. Um, right. And then towards the end of high school, kind of mm-hmm. near mm-hmm. the pandemic, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like <laughs> maybe, maybe I do need some more help again. Right. The pandemic took a toll on us. Like it, mm-hmm. we were locked inside for a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. It's just so many other things were happening. It's just mm-hmm. like, man, mm-hmm. mental health was not one of them that I was thinking of. Um, right. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to professional help, mm-hmm. go back there, relearn new skills. Mm-hmm. So I did that for about, I think, six to eight months um, right. before mm-hmm. college, which was a really, a really good time to have it because college is such a big transition. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to be transitioning. There's lots of things I want to be able to handle before I go to college. Mm-hmm. Or really, I'm out on my own with, you know, adults. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it'd be best to handle my emotions before that happens. Great. Um, yeah. So then... Once in college, um, I felt like, again, I was at a better state. Um, mm-hmm. So I started to just kind of self, self-mental health um, mm-hmm. with all the new tools that I've, I've learned. Mm-hmm. Really, since then, I'm at a good stage still where I'm able to just understand my emotions, understand what causes them, mm-hmm. understand what to do, understand mm-hmm. how to communicate. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where we are today. Great. I mean, you you mentioned a lot of wonderful things. So just to recap, you know, trying to keep track of fitting in, right? Uh, The Mm -hmm. other one was uh, you mentioned handling transitions. Uh, You know, you also normalize the aspect of being in therapy and not being in therapy, right? So just because you are in therapy doesn't necessarily mean you have to consistently stick to it. Uh, it means that you need to be able to take care of your mental health. But uh, at some point in time, if you feel comfortable, you can always discontinue it and then go back into it when uh, you feel the need to do it. So, yes, great points there. Um, So I, I just wanted to dig into a little about, you know, fitting in. I feel this mm-hmm. happening so often with people today. So ca- can you talk about like, why is there so much pressure to fit in? And like, what does that fitting in mean to you yeah well fitting in <laughs> it it's definitely something that has happened throughout societies for a very very long time mm-hmm. there's lots of sociological reasons on why we do it mm-hmm. um mainly it's so that we're well liked and mm-hmm. we feel mm-hmm. that we are connected and well positioned in a group um because mm-hmm. no one wants to be the one person left out or the person right. ostracized. It's just, mm-hmm. it's in humans benefit to be in groups mm-hmm. and to be well-liked. Um, mm-hmm. However, in the current day, current age, it's just so much of it. It's just how we think of ourselves from the outside. We want that to be the highest thing that people see. We want people to think that, you know, we're an influencer. We're this crazy mm-hmm. personality. We're, you know, we're doing our best life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just most of the time we're not you know like we're just living <laughs> our everyday life we're, right you know we eat food we go to the bathroom we do work um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but without denial like we all subconsciously do things to mm-hmm. try to fit in mm-hmm. um and i think a little bit of that is okay you know like mm-hmm. staying up to date with trends and stuff i mean it's part of our culture especially for the younger generation mm-hmm. um but people can take it very, very far when they get too obsessed with it, you know, mm-hmm. doing things that they normally wouldn't do just right. to fit in. Like mm-hmm. they're losing a part of their identity mm-hmm. in order to be 
you know, whatever the newest trend is. I feel like that's crossing a line where mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to sacrifice that. You should be your individual individualistic self mm -hmm. um, while still finding a group that you can fit in with um, right. that are similar to you. You don't have to fit mm -hmm. in with the main group. Mm -hmm. I still feel like you should, you know, have a friend group with the same mm -hmm. similar interest or mm -hmm. a culture group that's somewhat related to you. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think uh, one thing that I picked up on was trying to fit in doesn't mean you have to change yourself, right? So yeah. um, if you have to change yourself too much, then you lose that sense of identity. And, you know, that was such a great insight that you shared. Um, I, you know, I hope uh, people pick up on it and, uh, you know, start, uh, you know, making a different choices and decisions in terms of, you know, um, uh, who they are hanging around with. Um, you also mentioned, you know, being uh, around different people or like, uh, traveling from location mm -hmm. to location. Can you talk a little bit about like what your experience was like in terms of, you know, finding new people or like, you know, being in different places at different times? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely quite the experience in this. Um, so originally I was born in Kentucky, Indiana. Mm -hmm. um, and keep in mind, I'm a half Puerto Rican, half um, American descent. Um, so I'm Hispanic, but mm -hmm. born... In Louisville, Kentucky, which is a very country, southern type of city. Mm -hmm. And then moving out to New York, New York. Um, mm -hmm. So I lived in a few cities, um, in a few different boroughs out in New York, um, mm -hmm. which huge contrast from going from Kentucky right. to New York, which is, you know, you have so much, like, just a mixture of anyone and everyone in new york you have mm -hmm. the puerto ricans you have the cubans you have mm -hmm. you know the germans you have the irish you have the italians mm -hmm. all in one place mm -hmm. in kentucky <laughs> you really just have you know the midwesterns mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so that was like my first like whoa mm -hmm. like when i got to school and i saw people from everywhere like i remember one of my best friends he was um his parents came from china i'm like mm -hmm. You're talking about like the other way around the world? He's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Um, so like little five-year-old me was just like so excited by that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, I also moved to a few other states like Connecticut to Oregon, mm -hmm. um, Massachusetts. Um, but really to answer like the question about like how I make new friends is I'm like just being open. I'm like, man, like I'm in a new spot. Mm -hmm. People like they want to understand me because I'm someone new and I've mm -hmm have like these stories to tell about all these other people I've met. Um, mm -hmm. So I've just always been receptive, um, always down to listen to people. People want to be listened to and be heard. Um, mm -hmm. And I give them that. Um, mm -hmm. It's like when I ask them like, Hey, like, you know, what's it like living here? Mm -hmm. Just let them talk. Though mm -hmm. if they've mm -hmm. lived there for so long, they'll just mm -hmm. love telling you about their city, love telling you what they're doing and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's kind of how it's been. And then in college, that's just, it's crazy. I mean, there's groups for everything. There's groups mm -hmm. for any type of ethnicity, religion, interest. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I just like to go to like a new one, like every other month, you know, just mm -hmm. try something new mm -hmm. um, and just listen and try to engage with people. Right. Um, yeah. You brought up some uh, great points, right? I mean, like being able to 
hold space for people wherein like you can just listen to what they have to say and get mm-hmm. insight into you know what those little things are about about a different place and you know that way you create a lot of great connections um you know one thing uh, i wanted to ask you about like you know your own sort of college uh, life and for mm-hmm. people trying to uh, you know find things that they are compatible with how, how do they sort of understand that i i know you mentioned you know going to different events but how do you go about like finding these events and like how do you sort of uh, decide what events to go to and prioritize your time and you know absolutely uh, yeah. yeah so yeah time management is the biggest skill that you will learn in college um mm-hmm. you'll quickly learn that you don't have enough time for everything that you wish you could do mm-hmm. um so managing well is very key Mm-hmm. And with my college in particular, um, they do so much to like advertise and get the word out. Like, hey, mm-hmm. like we have a culture festival where if mm-hmm. you're big into culture, you can mm-hmm. check out booths for the Latino, the African American, the Irish, Celtic. Mm-hmm. So if that's your thing. There's a whole week for it. Mm-hmm. If you're into sports, they have like a um, it's called Rec Fest, where it's like recreational fest where mm-hmm. you can join. Club soccer, club tennis, club running, you know, mm-hmm. all of those. So mm-hmm. to really segment it out and then mm-hmm. go really big on it to capture those people. And they do it very early on in the college. Mm-hmm. So the first month is filled with these weeks mm-hmm. to really get people involved very mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. And so that way it's set in their schedule because mm-hmm. people are going to be able to pick really one, two, maybe three different groups. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be it for the year. So mm-hmm. they try to do it really quick, really early. Mm-hmm. Um, and my school does a really good job about that. They do whole wide parades. Um, mm-hmm. They do emails. They um, just put it out on our social medias. Um, mm-hmm. Tons of flyers everywhere around campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started to become a tradition here. It's like, you know, the first few weeks you're going to get, you know, involved with your Greek life, your culture festivals, your academic clubs, your non-academic clubs, the mm-hmm. sports teams. And then by the second month, you're set in stone. Mm-hmm. And then you can continue with that group. Um, so that's kind of how it's been with my experience here. Interesting. Um, you know, I, I know you mentioned, you know, you have uh, roots from Puerto Rico. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, so, like, I, I, I'm trying to understand, like, um, how does that impact you, you know, as an individual? You know, you're, you said you're Hispanic. You have some Hispanic roots yeah. there as well. So, you know, can you, you know, give people some insight into how they can feel more comfortable in who they are or like, you know, how they can, you know, not sort of worry about, you know, what people think when, you know, somebody looks at you or like, you know, get a form an impression of you before, you know, even they have a conversation with you. So Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big thing. Um, also, really just like self-identity, um, mm-hmm. especially with Puerto Rican, like, Puerto Rican's ethnicity is very, very convoluted. Um, Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of self-identity questions that still remain. Um, Mm -hmm. But regardless of that, I think find whatever feels natural to you. Like if you know, if you want to Mm -hmm. do the culture and then the um, like trying to think of like the traditions related to your, Mm -hmm. to whatever you believe you are, like Mexican, Hispanic, Cuban, Mm-hmm. any one of those hispanic descents mm-hmm. do it you know embrace in that culture mm-hmm. um because i mean that's what you want to do and don't worry about anyone else it's what 
you want to do. And mm-hmm. there's going to be people doing the same thing as you mm-hmm. eventually. Like, just, if you're not in a big enough space yet, you will find someone eventually. And when you do, they're going to be there. Like, they're gonna, that connection is so much more valuable mm-hmm. compared to, like, 10 other friends mm-hmm. that are just eh, judging you. Like, it's absolutely, like, those friends aren't even friends at that point. Right. Um, and, I mean, worrying about judging and, like, the self-confidence and stuff like that, um, it's definitely personal thing where you have to learn how to kind of handle it but like learn how to process it in mm-hmm. a thoughtful way you know like why are mm-hmm. these people judging me oh mm-hmm. it's because you know this is different to them mm-hmm. and the first instinct when something is different is to judge it mm-hmm. so they're really not attacking me they're just attacking this idea or this culture that is different to them mm-hmm. um and if i want to do something about it well i can educate them mm-hmm. that's kind of the more positive way of going about that instead of you know take on all of the judgment like oh people are judging me people are judging me i'm mm-hmm. you know i'm not i'm not liked here like, mm-hmm. they're, they're being you know really prejudiced to me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so that's kind of like the alternative way of how to go about it and how to actually try to find a solution to it great i mean like you mentioned some you know great points you know having self-confidence in yourself and being true mm-hmm. to yourself uh not taking things personally uh you know uh, it's the idea of who they think you are which they might have prejudice against and exactly. you know it, it's not uh who you are itself the and the other thing that you mentioned that i found was very insightful was like you can always take the time to explain or like educate yeah. people right and you know uh, this is something that I feel like it's such an important thing today uh, that, you know, we we are not so divided as people feel, uh, you know, we, we are all, you know, uh, one community and, uh, you know, we want to sort of help each other out and uh, see how, you know, we can come together and do better as a community as well. So, um, Absolutely. Beautifully said. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, in terms of like uh, people... Uh, who are trying to find, you know, uh, friends or like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've been asked this question a bunch of times, like how many, you know, people uh, is a good enough, you know, count of having friends, right? I mean, like, you know, so many people have this question and I, yeah. I just wanted to put that out there, you know, and normalize this this aspect of like not having like 500 friends yeah. and still being okay with it. So I, I, I wanted to bring that up. So go ahead. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um it's definitely the quality over the quantity um, mm-hmm. by a thousand means. Like my, I have two absurdly good friends, like two really good best friends. Mm-hmm. And we can make, you know, a week, just the mm-hmm. most absolute best adventure. Mm-hmm. Or if like we're working on business, we will get stuff done in that mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And, my, and my two guy friends, I know I can count on day and night, 24 seven. We have each other's mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And that's beat every other small little like friend group that I've created, you know, like in college and stuff where it's like, yeah, like we're, we'll all hang out and we're all mm-hmm. like, you know, get food and stuff. But mm-hmm. outside of that, we don't text, you know, mm-hmm. outside of that, we don't support each other. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's just we don't need 500 friends to boost our ego. We need those, you know, one to five that are truly there for us mm-hmm. um, that we you know, that we can make the most out of. Um, so, yeah. Right. 
definitely i mean like yeah thank you for sharing that and normalizing mm-hmm. that because you know people always think that they don't have enough or like you know they don't uh, they're always looking for more and mm-hmm. uh, you know um like you mentioned you know it's the quality that yeah. matters and you know having a few people you know one or two um you know that would be very good because you know i, I felt i felt like you know you need to be for each other at yes. different times it's like it's not like you're taking all the time or you're giving all the time so uh, yeah. you know maintaining that balance is uh, you know so important um you know it, it, the conversation has been great you know thank you for coming on eli so i just want you know to ask you like if there is mm-hmm. one thing that people should take away or like could take away from this conversation you know what 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 would it be yeah i think it's starting like if you haven't already start your own mental health journey it's mm-hmm. something that everyone should start and think about Mm-hmm. um whether it be professional you know services like therapy or mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. self-guided method mm-hmm. but just start um mm-hmm. because truly those skills those tools and those thought practice thought practices mm-hmm. can help you with many things like i mean nearly many things in life mm-hmm. that could come up and it just really opens your mindset and opens up just your mind Mm-hmm. to handle more things um mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. truly don't think many americans especially young americans mm-hmm. have done that right. um, it's just you're so locked in in, in their ways mm-hmm. and a lot of it can just be remedied by just starting um right. so that's the biggest thing i want people to take away just start right. the mental health journey mm-hmm. thank you again eli so yeah i mean like i think that can be emphasized enough you know mm-hmm. looking inwards thinking about what is it that you uh, want and understanding what it is that you want not putting too much pressure you know it's it's such a uh, insightful journey in in that way um absolutely uh, and uh, yeah definitely uh, want to appreciate your time uh, and you know uh, i would love for more gen z people to come on <laughs> and share you know their own personal experiences uh, because uh, you know it's inspirational and you know you guys are going to sort of define what tomorrow's technology is going to be yes. so um it's been lovely to chat with you and uh, here is hoping more people get inspired by people like you and you know i wish you all the luck with uh, aroma and uh, where you guys are going to take it next so Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Um as a Gen Z, I definitely want to contribute um cuz I definitely think this is important. So it was truly a blessing to you know get the invitation and be on here today and really just talk. Um so again, thank you and thank you for everyone that's listening right now. All right.